You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about managing your money. Happily ever after. husband. Hello, sunshine. (laughs) On this episode, I like that. On this episode, (laughs) we are talking about all the little things we do that add up to saving big money, plus why I am Sherry Petersick's spirit animal, and we answer a listener question about how much money to have in your checking account. Who is the Sherry person? (laughs) She is Sherry Petersick of Young House Love. And of the now Young House Love has a podcast. (laughs) I see. Um, Okay, let's do our status update. What's your status update, Chris? Well, this is a major change, a major life change for me that has occurred. What is it? Last episode, I mentioned that I'm dealing with this weird heartburn thing, and I still am, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. (laughs) But as a result of it, I'm trying to eliminate a few things from my diet to see if it has any impact. And I'm doing all sorts of things, but one thing I, I did eliminate was caffeine, mm-hmm. basically completely. And so I was being an avid coffee drinker. and, it, and I mean, really avid. You were yeah. really, I mean, two cups a day, that doesn't sound like a lot, but you would make a, a pretty big like iced coffee mm-hmm. in the morning. You're probably having 16 ounces to yeah. 20. Yeah. And then you were, sh- you were sharing that often you were having a mid-morning or afternoon coffee. Yeah either buying it or see you hadn't been buying as much coffee out so I didn't realize you were having it which I wouldn't care but (laughs) then you shared that the the building where you work has this awesome coffee maker Mm -hmm. so you were hitting that up in the afternoons yeah which is hard to to not right free cappuccino (laughs) so um (laughs) yeah so I was drinking a lot of coffee but then I got rid of that and before I was dealing with a heartburn thing we randomly decided to switch to tea yep and so I had been drinking tea but after seeing the doctor and, and figuring out that I should try to eliminate some things to see if that would control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I eliminated the tea now. And I'm realizing for the first time in 17 years, I started drinking coffee when I was a graduate student. Whoa. So <clears throat> yeah, for the first time in 17 years, I'm no longer drinking any caffeine at all. Wow. I went through two days of of headachey withdrawal. <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, but I'm past it now and it's, it's you think fine. think so? Well, I think, I think I'm kind of weirdly tired in the afternoon because uh-huh. I think I would get like an afternoon coffee right. and it probably carried me in a, in a way I didn't realize. Yeah. But yeah, you don't really realize how baked into your daily physiology caffeine is. That's what I was going to say. Like if you're tired by the end of the day, you probably should feel tired so that it reminds you to go to sleep or that <laughs> you're overexerting yourself or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to have some, I think, unintended benefits. Like I the thing that draws me to go buy snacks out or do anything like that is usually coffee, like mm-hmm. to go get a little coffee somewhere. Right. I'm not doing that. And so I'm not uh, not going anywhere. Right. And so it's good for productivity. I'm in my office more often. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I'm saving money probably. Okay. Nice. I mean, that has been your vice as we have shared with listeners. Oh, yeah. Like that is That's that is vice. where you spend the extra dollars just in little three, four, five dollar chunks, but it mm-hmm. really adds up. So, okay. So you don't miss though. You don't miss having just a morning beverage. Cause I have switched to tea, which I talked about this more on the girl next door podcast. It's sort of, I didn't 
mean to really. Mm -hmm. I just um, shout out to listener Emily, who is my cousin. And I had some of her tea when we were together um, last spring and it really was just so good. And then I think I got a little bit sick. I don't really like to drink coffee when I'm sick. So I started drinking tea. I was like, oh, actually, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And then we just kept it up. Um, But I I do love having just a cozy beverage in the morning. Yeah, it's so nice. And I I haven't really missed it too much, but there have been a couple mornings like this Mm -hmm. morning Mm -hmm. where it just would have been nice to have a hot beverage in my hand. Yeah. And I bet I'm going to start missing it in the wintertime. Yeah. But you know, we just need to get you some great decaf tea. There's tons of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So if we, if we can have a little replacement, I'll be okay. But, um, otherwise no, no, no big deal. I mean, I had to get through those couple days of just the awful headache, but, uh, Mm -hmm. isn't that crazy? I was kind of addicted to caffeine Mm -hmm. and you probably still are. (laughs) (laughs) I probably still am. Um, okay. So your status update is no caffeine, no caffeine. All right. My status update is winter is coming. (laughs) Even though the foreseeable forecast has a sunshine every single day and 105, 105, 107, 107. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but winter is coming, Chris. And mm-hmm. I am starting to think about the boys' winter wardrobe mm-hmm. and I am starting to think about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Both of these things make me so happy for many reasons. One, I love <laughs> to plan ahead yeah. and planning this far ahead just is very fulfilling. (laughs) Um, Also, because the two things that I'm working on planning, the boys' winter clothes and Christmas, those are two things that I want to enjoy, but they end up bringing me stress. Mm -hmm. What happens with their winter clothes is that, you know, it's warm here for so long. I mean, into November, and then suddenly it'll just happen. And it's, you know, cold in the mornings and they need to be wearing a long sleeve shirt or a jacket to school or pants. And we're like, Oh crap. Like we only have shorts and t-shirts and we feel like terrible parents. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then we'd have to run out, buy some stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and then it's harder to shop for used clothing because you kind of need to maybe go a few times or be on the lookout for things. Um, and the same thing with Christmas presents. I love thinking about gifts to get people and, and putting gifts together, something that's thoughtful. But if you leave it, I mean, even till November and then December, it just, there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anyway, so it's very satisfying to be thinking about these things and planning early. And then it also kind of helps put me in the winter mindset and (laughs) reminds me that it will not be 107 for forever i mean really we're 11 weeks out 11 weeks from from what from like true cold mornings and and temperate afternoons i mean isn't that almost three months (laughs) (laughs) i guess it is but I guess once you get to when I feel I feel like when you get close to ten weeks, it feels like a countdown <laughs> for me. I don't know why. You just love to you love to set up everything like a countdown, like a percentage of how close we are, how far we are through mm-hmm. something. So mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So I am I am focused on winter and I am enjoying it. And what are we thinking about Christmas gifts? Oh well, hmm, there might be some people. There might be some people listening. And oh. maybe maybe we'll have another. Those episode. people turn off your podcast right now. <laughs> if you think you're going to get a Christmas gift from us, stop listening. <laughs> no, I think we'll have a future episode to talk about all about Christmas gifts. Fine. You're getting off topic. Fine. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to 
home economics. All right, so we have hit a big milestone in our finances and home economics. Mm -hmm. Last episode, we shared that we were about $500 away from our halfway point to get to $100,000. And I got my first paycheck in. We were able to throw a bunch of money in. And even though the market has dipped a little bit just the past few days, we're over $50,000 for the first time ever. It's huge. 50% there. Hey, see another percentage. Another percentage. I know. You love it. I know. It's, but, but that's a nice even number. That makes sense to me. Halfway to $100,000, 50% there. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so it's cool. I mean, we're, we're not spending on anything, but it's nice to know that if we wanted to, we could buy a Tesla. <laughs> I know. You like, you like to compare it and tell me, well, we could, we could just buy that outright. We could mm-hmm. buy this. We could buy that, even mm-hmm. though we don't have any plans to. I think I always do it with Tesla products too. Like I, we could we could buy one of the new Teslas, the mm-hmm. cars, or we could buy the Powerwall, which is the battery setup, or we could buy a Tesla roof and put it on the roof. <laughs> we could do all sorts of Tesla things. That Yeah, that's our ultimate dream to have the the off-grid Tesla, Tesla house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but from here on out, we're going to push really hard and hopefully get to almost three quarters of the way to our goal by the end of the year awesome. or, or more. So what are we trying to save every month? Actually, we're shooting for, we, we were saving 1500 to $2,000 a month. That was our goal, which yeah. we weren't hitting every single month, but that was always our goal. And really, especially in the past year and a half, we were really not hitting that goal mm-hmm. at all. Like we were averaging, I would bet, well over $1,000, but oh, okay. probably not close good. to 2000 Um But this year, given our combined incomes and where I'm at with this extra work that I'm doing and everything, uh, we're going to shoot for like $2,600 of savings a month. Whoa. So, and that's basically starting with this last paycheck. So what we should save close to $30,000 this year, which is crazy to say out loud. Awesome. Yeah. It's a big goal. Mm-hmm. Going for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we also wanted to chat about some, just thinking about the changes that we have made in our lifestyle that have kind of contributed to having a more minimized lifestyle, but also that are supporting our big savings goals and and helping us to put more away towards savings. Um, we kind of were chatting about what are what are those things? Because, you know, some people will say, you know, I want to have a big savings goal. What can I do? And it's funny because this is something we think about kind of day in, day out, but then you're faced with that question and you're kind of like, uh, like, (laughs) what do I say? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because there are some big things that we've done. We've mentioned like we were able to refinance our mortgage and get a great low interest rate. You Mm -hmm. know, that helped. We We installed a bidet. We installed a bidet. No, no. Um, We just drive one car. You know, there are some big things like that, but then there are also all of these little things kind of across different aspects of our life. And mm-hmm. when you just talk about one or two, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But when we started looking about it, looking at them across everything, it's kind of like, hey, this is really representing a lot of savings mm-hmm. every month, every year. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just kind of go down the list and talk about these little ways that we are saving big. Yeah. So some things are just straight up stuff that we cut out or replaced. Some things are totally insourcing services Mm -hmm. or things that we need Mm -hmm. on a monthly basis. But the first thing was really your your push, which mm-hmm. was to go paperless That's in the right. house. And that was a long time ago. I don't even remember why I thought to thought to do that. I, maybe it mm-hmm. was just from, you know, I, I feel like the whole 
like minimizing, simplifying lifestyle. This was 2011. I don't feel like that was like a huge craze then. Mm -hmm. And I certainly, I don't even, I was following some blogs, but I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe it was, maybe it kind of was from some of those like homestead DIY blogs. Yeah, maybe. But basically you, you jettison the uh, paper towels Mm -hmm. and replace them with rags that we can use for either cleaning up our counter or a different set of rags for cleaning up the floors and right. things like that. Um, we got rid of napkins of all kinds. So we have cloth napkins that we use every night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so that's... we didn't get rid of the cloth napkins. You said napkins of all kinds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we got rid of paper napkins of all yeah. kinds <laughs> and replaced those with cloth. Right. <laughs> so we have, yeah, a whole stack of cloth napkins that we use every day. And then, and actually, yeah, the bidet was mm-hmm. sort of a, a late add-on, and that cuts our toilet paper use, I would guess, by maybe a third. Yeah. Not significant, but we use far less, mm-hmm. and the, the boys are using pa- uh, toilet paper because yeah. they're, you know, young. Right. We'll, we'll, train, we'll train them up eventually. But yeah, we have talked about uh, having a bidet and using a bidet on previous episodes, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I, if anyone like has an inkling of interest, it really is not super expensive. It's a really any easy. of you out there who go to bed at night and think, Man, <laughs> I "Wish I had a bidet." <laughs> My life would just be so much better. So I just want to give a recap that the way it works, there is an attachment that you put on your toilet, and after you go to the bathroom. You can clean yourself with fresh, clean water. Mm -hmm. And so then you're fresh and clean. And then you can just use a cloth wipe to dry yourself. Yeah. It's so much better than toilet paper. So I have given a number of public lectures about excess in our world. Mm -hmm. And and I use toilet paper all the time. I'm just going to throw out some stats. So um, you use, if you're using toilet paper that's not recycled, Mm -hmm. then you're using per roll about a pound and a half of virgin wood. So that's important to know the amount of energy that, so Americans are the major paper users in the world, Mm -hmm. like by hundreds of pounds more than the next closest country. So we're insane paper users and maybe 10% of that is toilet paper. Hmm. And many countries, many cultures around the world don't use toilet paper Mm -hmm. and they use bidets or similar types of devices, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Were you to take all the energy required to produce the toilet paper that Americans use in one year? Yes. It would be 17.2 or 3 terawatts. That's enough power, enough energy to power the entire world for a day. Oh my gosh. That's what we commit to our asses. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it, and, it, and it's an entirely useless product. We don't have to use it. Mm. And actually, I did these experiments and blogged about it a while back. But we, you, you save water. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the bidet is using water to clean yourself, you actually save water because there's a ton of water used to produce toilet mm. paper. You save water, you save energy, you save materials like virgin wood Mm -hmm. um, and energy and everything else, and you'll save money. So I I would estimate the toilet paper plus the other paper products that we've gotten rid of, we save, it's not much, but probably 50 to 100 bucks Mm -hmm. a a year. Um, And I think it's something like if the average family of four replaced toilet paper with bidets, you'd save, I think it's... 6,000 gallons of water a year. Wow. So lots of savings to be had. Something to consider. Yeah. Also, when it comes to personal care, we've done a number of things that are 
mainly just sort of insourcing, I'd call it. So mm-hmm. we've talked in the past about haircutting. Yep. Um, I cut my own hair. I cut the boy's hair. And I've, you're getting really good. Yeah. I've got my techniques down. Yeah. Well, at least I, I kind of know how to put them yeah. all together and I'll sharpen my skills over time. Like at first, the boys were just getting like just short haircuts, same length all over their mm-hmm. hair. And it was great. But now you're able to do like fading down the back. It's a little bit longer on top. I mean, it's the exact haircut that we would ask for if we went to... Yeah, we went to the barbershop. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. The next challenge will be when their hair gets a little bit longer, mm-hmm. like how to how to trim everything right. with a longer length. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. You'll get there. Yeah. But that's, I would estimate that saves us probably 50 to 75 bucks a month. Yeah. Wow. Easily. Between all of you guys. That's crazy. Yeah. So I am still getting my hair cut. I did let you cut my hair one time and you did a good job. Mm-hmm. And we just, I think we just need to try it again. Yeah. It's just, it just takes kind of a long time. Yeah. And so it's honestly just kind of more of a time thing. Oftentimes at night, we're just like, oh, it's going to take like two hours and we're both tired. Yeah. Well, the thing is with your hair. So I think there are plenty of women's hairstyles that wouldn't be that big a deal uh-huh. to, there are simple techniques to do like different a buzz cuts. cut. <laughs> like if I could just buzz cut your hair, it would be fine. Well, like I, I saw a video, for example, of bangs that are kind of curved around the forehead. Oh, yeah. There's a simple thing you can do where you just take the bangs, twirl them and then snip and then it makes a natural oh curve. Yeah, but, I'm not wearing my bangs like that. No, but you have straight bangs and mm-hmm. you have straight hair all the way through the back. So right. getting exact lines Everything is what takes. Everything has to be really even. Yeah. <laughs> and there are techniques to that that are hard and are time consuming. Yeah. So anyway, that's something to work on. <laughs> um, so the other thing, I used to go get my eyebrows waxed probably once a month or every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I am not doing that anymore. And it it wasn't really, it didn't come from a place, first of all, to save money, but it kind of was more that I would get frustrated because I would, I would find someone that I liked and go see someone regularly. And I just, I just like my eyebrows like cleaned up. Like I don't Mm -hmm. like them shaped. I don't want them to get, you know, thinner or anything like that. And, um, but, but while someone is working on your eyebrows, you cannot see what they're doing. You Mm -hmm. just have to trust that they understand what you mean by keep them natural, keep them thick. Mm -hmm. And so I would just get, varying results, yeah. you know? <laughs> and honestly, then I just thought, I don't know, or maybe I went like a while or something. It was just like, I don't even think this really makes that much, that much of a difference. Yeah. And so anyway, now I'm just kind of shaping my eyebrows a little bit myself and it's great. Yeah, My eyebrows look good. And uh, that was, I was probably paying $12 every month to six weeks. So not a lot, but mm-hmm. a little something. Mm-hmm. And then it's, another little errand I don't have to run. Um, I also, I mean, since having kids and since we started saving more money, I haven't gotten pedicures very often, but it would be something that I would do, I don't know, here or there. And I started painting my own nails more Mm -hmm. in the past year and have gotten good enough at it that I've been really just enjoying painting my nails at home. So I'm actually even painting my nail, my fingernails more than I ever have but I'm not going to the salon. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Yeah. So if you're tallying it up at home, I'm, I'm betting we're up to a savings of probably around a hundred bucks a oh, month. Oh, we should have been tallying this. I'm sorry. That's why I'm kind of thinking of, of gotcha. the Gotcha. You're doing the little, doing the running tally. And the other thing that I have never done um, is I do not color my hair, mm-hmm. which I know it, Many women color the hair and feel very passionate about it and love to do it. Um, And so I think that's great. Uh, For me, it kind of originally, 
I just have always really liked the color of my hair. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't want something else to spend money on and then have to maintain, you know, because I do kind of go a while between haircuts or I'll put it off or something. And yeah, and that's, that's quite a lot of savings. It's got to be tough to keep, I mean, the roots thing is the problem, right? Like you get a totally different color. Yeah. So I think you have to go every maybe four to six weeks to get like touch ups or something like that. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just I don't like having extra commitments. So. Yeah. So I am I am embracing the gray, which I am starting to get. Yeah, like three strands. No oh big my deal. gosh, I am more than that. <laughs> gray is sexy. It's worth it. Aging uh, is sexy, everybody. Let yourself age. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, okay, so the on the horizon for the next thing that I want to save money on are our razors, which we are doing Dollar Shave Club, Mm -hmm. which I think we found savings there. Mm -hmm, Um, So that's definitely savings. But I would just, I just found a new Instagram account and she had, she, she was showing a razor and she said that just every so often she had this piece of denim and she just rubbed the razor against the piece of denim and it sharpened it. And she has said she has not bought a razor in like a year. So is it like a cartridge razor, like the kind, you know, that you attach to the stem to it shave? Does, or it, is do, it... it does look like that. And so I'm not sure if she's just making a disposable razor last for a long time okay. or... Because I was envisioning it... like the barber razor, you know, that you're swiping no. against the leather strap. No, yeah, it still is going to look like a shaving razor. Anyway, I just want to look into it. Or if one of our listeners is using something like this that's lasting a long time, I would just, I would like to not be creating that much waste mm-hmm. and then saving money too. Yeah. Okay, what about clothes? Well, so we've talked a little bit about sewing, which has become a thing for me and us in the mm-hmm. past you know, few months. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been a, a game changer in any kind of way. I've, I've sewn a few clothes for the kids mm-hmm. and I've taken some of their pants from last winter that they you know, just tore through right. and hemmed them and turned them into shorts. And they've been marginally useful. Yeah. So I think we probably had, you know... 10, 20, maybe $30 of savings there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no big deal, but it still, it prolongs the clothes and makes good use of them mm-hmm. and um, and kind of shaves a little bit of that cost off. We're yeah. pretty low cost when it comes to clothes anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the ability to hem some things, patch holes, and just prolong the use of kids' clothes, which, you know, get torn up and mm-hmm. get used fast is at least something. Yeah, yeah. And then I would say big changes that we've both made in our closets are going to a more capsule wardrobe or just a more minimal wardrobe. We really went through our closets, got rid of stuff that we were very honest about if we don't wear it or even if we wear it sometimes, but don't love it. Or just do we really need this? I mean, you were just getting rid of stuff. You said, I like this, I wear this, but I'm getting rid of it just because you wanted to have... Just to spite my clothes. (laughs) No, you just didn't want to have any more than you needed. Mm -hmm. So now, yeah, so my clothes all fit on one probably three-foot rack in the the, um, closet, and then I have three drawers of clothes, and that's it for the entirety of my wardrobe for the entirety of the year. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think we've, you know, kind of whittled our clothes down. And then I definitely find myself like I talked about, um, on a recent episode about taking so long to buy a sports bra. (laughs) I am very intentional about the purchases that I make. And I do feel like having fewer clothes, I'm able to really see what I have and see what I wear and then identify, okay, I need whatever it is, Mm -hmm. this item of clothing 
plan to get it and then get it and then know that I'm really going to wear it. Um, I also feel like it's just helping me get a better sense of my style, what I like, what Mm -hmm. colors I like, things like that. So I definitely feel like I'm just purchasing with more intention. We need to have a capsule wardrobe episode. Oh, okay. There are a lot of, I think, principles we stuck to because we wear, we, it's not like we're walking around in, in blank, you know, white t-shirts or white tops and <laughs> yes, know, we are. pants and that's it. Um, <laughs> like painters. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did actually, we, we wear fashionable clothes, like good quality, cool mm-hmm. looking clothes that, yeah. you know, because we ensured that we had high quality because we're hoping they're durable because they've right. got to last. We wear them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the shirts that I have, some of my work shirts are many years old. They're now starting to get holes. So yeah. I might have to replenish my capsule mm-hmm. wardrobe but so we'll do an episode on that okay. we'll do get, that. get with my assistant and we'll plan <laughs> that okay <laughs> um okay what about uh getting around town bike riding <laughs> my favorite topic well so yeah we've talked a lot about this so i won't go into too much detail except to say that we developed a setup probably three years ago now so that we could do a lot of utilitarian bike riding. And so we have our trailer, we have our bikes. Um, the kids love the trailer. We mm-hmm. can go on many miles of bike riding for fun or to do short errands and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that saved a lot of, uh, a lot of hassle with like a second car and all of that. Right. In fact, I was just on Family Pedals podcast. Oh, cool! By Sarah Copper. Yeah, you should give a little shout out because you were a, you were a guest recently on yeah, that new podcast. She's got a great podcast going. It's called Family Pedals, and it's all about you know um, active transportation and working that in with your family life. And it's really it's very cool. Anyway, we were talking about this, and I was she was asking me a little bit about our setup, and we I, I spent probably a thousand dollars on my bike plus the trailer plus some stuff to put on my bike mm-hmm. for you know packing up clothes and whatever else but can compare that to even if you're driving a used car mm-hmm. the estimates are something like four or five thousand dollars of cost a year to operate and and own that car mm-hmm. so in one year you you've you know made your money back three right. or four times over and you know think about that year after year so mm-hmm. it's it's a really great investment and we love it mm-hmm. okay on the food front, I feel like there are a lot of things that we yeah. could say about food. Um, I mean, I think the main one is that we just mostly eat at home. Mm-hmm. We do home-cooked meals, even if they're very simple. We pack the boys' lunches for school. We both take our lunch um, to work. We don't We don't eat out routinely. I mean, it's... It's, you know, kind of rare. It's a treat when we go out to dinner. It's not something that we plan regularly mm-hmm. in our meal rotation. So yeah. that's just probably a big one right there. The vast majority of our money is spent on food for income consumption. And the, yeah. here's the thing is, for the first time ever, I mentioned this, I think, on the podcast before, as of last year, Americans spend more money on food away from the home than they do on food for in-home consumption. Mm. So we spend more money on eating out than we do on eating in. Mm. And the problem with that is you it's more money per calorie. So it's a waste of money. Um, you eat less nutritious food, so way more calories and way more problematic nutrients. You waste more food and you waste more food packaging mm. when you eat out. It's like just, mm-hmm. it's gr- a great social thing to do and nice to have a nice meal out. But as a pattern, mm-hmm. if we're spending most of our money out, it's a really terrible trend. And mm-hmm. so bad in all sorts of ways. So it's a, it's a good thing to try to be eating more at home as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually something I didn't mention that's related to food um, that 
we should have mentioned maybe in household products, but is just having all of our reusable lunch containers. Yeah. So we're not using a lot of throwaway plastic bags or even like the throwaway cheaper like plastic containers and stuff like that. We got, this is several years ago, I think when we went to a paperless kitchen, I wanted to get glass lunch containers. That was when you know, just thinking about BPA and different mm-hmm. plastic things and heating up my lunch at work and stuff. So we got a set of the brand is glass lock glass containers. Mm-hmm. We have had those for like six or seven years yeah. and they are still in great condition. Yeah. They yeah. have been to and from work. They've gone in the dishwasher. So that was a really great investment that continues to yeah, be very useful. Yeah, we figured out a system to be able to pack our lunch at home and bring it to work and, and bring it home. And and I think one of us, probably both of us, have blogged about our little basically lunch kit. Mm-hmm. And so I'll link to a number of our blog posts that okay. describe kind of how we do some of these things. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Another thing recently is that we have started making our own yogurt. This is your thing. This is my thing. Mm -hmm. That's true. You've never made yogurt. I never have. I need to deputize you. Um, (laughs) well, I have made yogurt in the past. It just turned out the consistency. Oh yeah, that's right. It was before we had an instant pot. So we, um, you got me an instant pot for mother's day, which I had been wanting and I have been making good, good use of it. And which by the way, I was accused of being sexist in orange theory. Oh, you were? That. Yeah. Oh, really? Who said that? Just someone or your One coach? of our favorite trainers, his name is Roman, was asking what he should get his wife for Mother's Day. Uh-huh. And I had been planning on getting you an Instapot, Instant Pot. So uh-huh. I said, hey, get an Instant Pot. Uh-huh. And, you know, the class is mainly filled with women. And they all look at me like, no. Oh, my gosh. Like, how dare you suggest, you know, a domestic product like that? <laughs> That's funny. I didn't realize that I'm a post-feminist. <laughs> That's right. (laughs) That's what your wife actually wanted. (laughs) Um, So anyway, there is a yogurt making function on it. And that was one of the reasons I was excited to get an instant pot. And yeah, it has been going really great. I will find the link to the yogurt recipe that I have been using that kind of I felt was a good like breakdown because at first it is very kind of overwhelming to make yogurt. There's but there really are ultimately just a few steps and it's not hard. And you so, didn't even have to like practice. It just has been good from batch yeah, one. From the from the first time. I think that is a testament to the directions being very good. So yeah, now we're making about a gallon of yogurt every two weeks. Mm-hmm. The last is two weeks. We were buying ten dollars of Greek yogurt from Trader Joe's every week, mm-hmm. basically. Maybe twelve dollars. I think it was five ninety nine. I think you're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now we spend about three and a half bucks on a gallon of milk. And that's replacing twelve and or well, so basically three and a half dollars of milk is replacing twenty four dollars of yogurt. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's see we also do a lot of insourcing in terms of like snacky foods. You are really great about making granola bars or making like our little um, oat. Energy balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Energy ball bites. Um, so we're not buying, I feel like, as much processed foods and processed snacks and things that we could at the store, which those tend to be a bit more expensive. Which I feel like is a good thing because that's 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 the kind of stuff you buy for your kids for their lunches, mm-hmm. just like stuff you can easily throw into mm-hmm. their lunch packs. And it ends up being usually not very healthy stuff. Like 
we tried to find bars that had higher fiber, a little bit less sugar, but they're not, they're, you know, pretty hard to find. Mm -hmm. So if you can do it at home, you're, Mm -hmm. it's way cheaper and you can kind of control those levels of things Mm -hmm. in the stuff you make. Yeah. And then, um, we don't do anything bottled, like no bottled water. We don't do sodas, um, Mm -hmm. do some beer occasionally. So (laughs) that'll be the only thing. Bottled beer and wine. That's right. Um, but yeah, we have our reusable, um, coffee containers and our, our tea and, (laughs) and so I throw a a Camelback, um, insulated, you know, water Mm -hmm. bottle on my backpack every day and bring Mm -hmm. that to work for water and you bring your hydro flasks. Yeah. I I have my tea and my hydro flask. And then I also have a hydro flask at work that I just use for water. Mm -hmm. So, yep, it's great. And then, um, finally kind of home service kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So we don't have any cable. We don't have Netflix. Those would be a waste of money because we have no TV. (laughs) So (laughs) we have no streaming services of any kind right now. That's right. Um, so those are, you know, a modestly priced package for cable is like 65 bucks. I think Netflix is 10 or 11 bucks a month. So that's a fair amount of savings right there. Um, and probably the last thing we do, which is, you know, $10, $20 savings here and there a year, you know, is actually looking at our bills, the things that can incrementally increase without you thinking about it and try to argue them back down. And so just in the past few months, we've argued down, we do have internet service, of course, um, that, Increased, I think, by like twenty or thirty dollars or Whoa. something crazy, and we argued it back down by maybe twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our car insurance went up by twenty or so dollars, mm-hmm. and I argued that back down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always good to keep track of these service bills that you get yeah. um, and make sure that people aren't jacking up prices on you. Yeah, right. Okay, I have a quick update to share. So. On our last episode, we talked about our Costco reconnaissance Mm -hmm. and how we had figured out a way to strategically use Costco. Mm -hmm. So on a recent episode of Young House Love Has a Podcast, they were kind of talking about, they were talking about being frugal in, I can't remember the exact context, but they mentioned that they did not shop at Costco. And I honestly can't remember the context, but it just stuck out in my head because I was like, oh, they were talking about being frugal and we're very frugal, obviously, and we found a way to use Costco strategically. So I have emailed Sherry Petersick. It's Sherry and John on the podcast. And I mean, she is just always so sweet um, and responds to you. And so I thought, you know, I should let her know our experience and that it could be worth checking out. So I sent her an email just saying what our process was that we took this spreadsheet into Costco. (laughs) We had this awesome date, you know, comparing prices and stuff Mm -hmm. and said, you know, we found that we actually could save on these things, even with the cost of membership. So it might be worth checking it out. I got an email response from her and this is what it says. It is all in capital letters. And it (laughs) says, I love this so much. You are my spirit animal, exclamation (laughs) point. That's funny. So that just made my day. (laughs) So I just had to share that. So if Sherry and John end up shopping at Costco, it could be because of us. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Millions of people's uh, homes are are patterned after Sherry and John's. (laughs) That's right. And their shopping experiences are patterned after ours. Possibly. (laughs) That made me very happy. They are so awesome. And I do enjoy listening to their podcast. (laughs) 
Okay, we have a listener question. This is from Carrie in Chicago. She says, I am afraid to keep our checking account balance low for fear of being overdrawn. I like to keep a good amount in there because that's where all of our bills get paid out, including our mortgage and et cetera, et cetera. Um, how do you figure out how much is a safe amount to have in your checking account with you know, enough of a buffer to be safe, but so that you're not just having tons of extra money that's going to get spent away in there? So this is a great question. I think that the answer is two parts. It is close budgeting and close monitoring. Mm -hmm. So the budget is the foundation for everything like we've talked about. And so having a budget that is budgeted for all bills and expenses and savings down to the dollar that needs to be written out and captured somewhere. We use an Excel spreadsheet, which um, you can see how we have our budget set up. It's on the resources tab of our website. Um, in our checking account, ideally, we have the total amount that we need for our bills and living expenses for the month, but that is kind of revolving because we're getting paid twice a month, and then obviously our bills are being withdrawn throughout the month. Um, so, and we, we do have our paychecks send a big portion into our checking account. We mm -hmm. have we have some direct deposits going right to our savings as well. So first of all is just really knowing what money you need and what bills you have and also when they're going to be coming out. That's a very important part. Um, so Chris actually has in our budget noted out to the side just the dates that different bills are coming out. So we kind of know what we need the first half of the month and what we need the second half of the month. Then the second part of that is the close monitoring. And that is really looking at your accounts um, on a weekly basis, maybe even every few days until you have a really good handle on it and are kind of knowing how much to keep in there. Um, you know, and something like we use Mint to track all of our transactions like we've talked about before. Something like that, too, can be really helpful to be tracking. Um, so yeah, I'd add a few things. And so, yeah, so we do have, we haven't mentioned this before. You you were just talking about it, that we have like the notes of the, the dates when things come out. So we can kind of, we can pop into our budget anytime and know mm -hmm. what line items are, but also when they come out. Be reminded that, oh yeah, the HOA comes out, you know, yeah. is about to come out or whatever. And, and it, it'll give you a heads up if you know what's in your checking account and you right. say, oh yeah, that one's going to come. Right. Um, you can kind of keep track of it that way. But I think there are a couple other things that strategies that we use. Mm -hmm. One that I just sort of kind of intuitively use, mm -hmm. but I think would, would be a good thing to enact. So I think most people are probably paid bi-monthly. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, but many people are. And so what I've kind of figured out, because we sort of match up the first half of the month bills with a paycheck and the second half of the month bills with the second paycheck, right. I have a sense of how much money we need carried over between the first half and the second half to ensure that mm -hmm. we're covered. There's no lapse. Yeah, that there's no lapse. It's about $800 between the first half and the second half. And for us, the reason that's the case is usually the second bill or the second check of the month will cover our mortgage, which comes the first of the next month. Gotcha. <laughs> so we need a little extra money in there uh -huh. towards the end of the month to cover the big bill that comes right, at the right very then. beginning. Yeah. Right. So if we if if I ensure that we have about eight hundred dollars left over in our checking after all the bills and everything else mm -hmm. from the first half, mm -hmm. we're roughly in good shape. Yeah. And that keeps me 
calm and confident throughout. But I do pop in and I'm checking multiple times a week. Right. Um, Not everybody wants to do that. But I think if you have a sense of how your cash is flowing Mm -hmm. from one check to the next, that will give you some some sense that you're on the right track. The last thing is really there's a pretty dynamic interplay between our checking account and our, I would call it our short-term savings. It's not really a savings because money's back and forth. Mm -hmm. But... I will always, before our, our next paycheck comes, that's usually when we're leanest because mm-hmm. we do. We are budgeted down to the dollar and a lot of it's going into savings. So we get pretty tight. Mm-hmm. So I, I keep kind of an eye on it the past the last few days. And then if we're looking, if there's going to be a babysitting check or right. some other outstanding thing that's not normally budgeted, that's when we'll go to our savings, throw some money in there, make sure that we're covered. Mm-hmm. And I might throw in like an extra $100 of mm-hmm. overage to ensure that there's right. not some surprise. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of make use of two accounts really to mm-hmm. ensure that the checking account doesn't get overdrawn. Mm-hmm. So she was wondering about kind of a buffer amount. Do we have mm-hmm. a buffer amount in there or is that kind of more you're watching it and maybe pulling over some savings, kind of a buffer as needed? Truly, we don't have a buffer. Mm-hmm. Like we get down to mm-hmm. sometimes just a hundred bucks left in our mm-hmm. checking account, mm-hmm. and I think the that, I mean, that's possible because it's being monitored so closely. Yeah, and it, you may not want to do that. And so I get it if if that would be kind of right. annoying for you. You mm-hmm. don't want to be doing it as much as as maybe we do. Um, in that case, you might want to have a buffer. The reason I think philosophically. I haven't really thought much about it, but as I think about it, this is probably the reason why we don't have a buffer in our mm-hmm. checking is because the more money we have in our checking, kind of the easier it is to oh, slough yeah. some dollars off, right? The more we spend, for sure. When it's thrown into our savings, we there's just like, it's savings. It's called savings. Mm-hmm. We should save it. So it's not, we don't, we're not pulling money out of that savings all the time to do very random consciously things. consciously taking it out of there. Yeah. Really, that savings is our stopgap. Yeah. And, and so we have no buffer in there. But if you are just checking you know, far less often, probably if you have that sense of what's the, what's the carryover from one mm-hmm. check cycle to the next that you need and kind of ma- ensure that that's your buffer that you're mm-hmm. maintaining, then you're probably good. Yeah. Something like that would probably help. And, and I would say, I think that why you have such an intuitive sense of that is because you have been watching it for so long. Mm-hmm. And so I think it could be something that if, um, you start, watching it and monitoring, checking in every other day, every, probably every other day to every few days to get a sense. If you did that for three months, you would have a really good sense and then could probably go down to just looking at it once, once a week, a couple yeah. times a month, something like that. If, yeah. if you are really wanting to make it just kind of passive. And truly we, our budget is tight. Like mm-hmm. we know what we're spending on every single thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty easy to, to uh, not have a buffer in our checking because we, we just know mm-hmm. the allotments that are coming out. And so we understand when there are surprises, like we have to fix something and mm-hmm. these sorts of things, it doesn't become nebulous. Like we, we know exactly what the overage will be then if mm-hmm. we have to spend extra on this or that, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's pretty easy for us to, to make sure that even though it's pretty close mm-hmm. that we're not going to actually go over. Yeah. And so I think just like to summarize that it's, it's a very, it's a very dynamic process, Mm -hmm. even though we have been doing it for so long, it's not that, you know, we're just not looking at it. Money's going in, money's going out. We are really still constantly monitoring and moving things around. So good luck. All right, let's do our love notes. I have one. Okay, great. 
And it's it's a uh, it's a thing I just invented, <laughs> but it's a love note to you still. Okay, <laughs> it's the high five of endurance. Yes. <laughs> the past few nights, our children have been lovable little shitstorms, <laughs> where they have been. They're awesome. They get home. They get a little bit crazy, but then I think their fatigue and their oh, hunger yeah. and everything kind of kicks in. Everyone's tired and hungry. It is just. It's a tough time of the day everybody becomes a little bit emotional Mm -hmm. and so you know a lot of times like we'll be um doing different tasks Mm -hmm. one person will be doing one thing the other person will be handling the kids and then vice versa and Mm -hmm. so usually one person is more stressed than the other but the past few nights we both have have had to be in there Mm -hmm. separating them you know calming them down fending off the whining all of i hate what you're making for dinner all of that yeah (laughs) So anyway, I've just felt like a real strong sense of teamwork in dealing with mm-hmm. uh, our, our kids' emotions the past few days, yeah. and, and we've been expressing it with a high five of endurance, just to <laughs> nut, like a little gesture to say that we're both in this, and yeah. we both have to handle it, we're doing well, and keep I it up. I think that helps so much in diffusing things, because it really can be easy to then be short with the other person, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Why didn't you do this? Or can you take care of that? Because we're both just so tense, we're both so tired, we're hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, just high emotion. No caffeine in me. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just a good reminder, like, hey, I'm doing the best I can too, and recognizing, you know, you're doing the best. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, my love note to you is just that today we finally had a work meeting together. Yeah. And that was really fun. <laughs> so even though we've had the same employer for over five and a half years. And obviously it's a very big place. Um, so we could have never had a work meeting together, but it just so happens that my group, the marketing and communications group, we are producing some, um, videos recorded before a live audience and you are going to be one of our speakers. (laughs) And so I am getting to work with you to like prep, prep you and help you develop your talk. And so that's really fun. Yeah. So we had this meeting and we had to we had to get over the giggles a little bit. It was so funny. Like all of a sudden I was just like looking at you and I was like, oh my God, I just want to smile when I look at you. And then it's so, then you start thinking about, oh gosh, this is supposed to be serious. There was one other person who's a friend of mine, but mm-hmm. is a colleague of mine yeah. um, in the room with us. And yeah, it just felt like we were playing work, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a little bit silly, but we got over it and we, we got through it. it <laughs> We're sorry, colleague. (laughs) All right. I think that's a wrap. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We would love it if you would leave us an iTunes review and tell us what you like about the show. And if you would share the show with a friend or a partner. And you can find all of our show notes and our past episodes, as well as check out our budget on our website, loveandmatrimony.com. And we love to get your emails with um, feedback on the show and listener questions at heymatrimony at gmail.com. So high five your honey, everybody. Wow, you love your honey, not your money. You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. Hello, I'm Chris. <laughs> I can't think that fast. You have so many words and you say so many things.
And yet when it's time to do a test, <laughs> you're like, uh. <laughs> I know. I My mind goes blank. And I try to be. You shouldn't be a stand-up comedian. No, I definitely shouldn't. 